Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uptena, and today we'll be discussing why people are interested in past lives and what the information they receive actually means for this one. I say it often, but it bears repeating. Everyone has past lives. When people ask if I'm able to retrieve or see any of their past lives, I sometimes have to suppress an eye roll, not because the question is a bad one, but because the first half of every soul book is the past life records of that person. Past life information is hard to miss. Most of the lives will be uninteresting, as they're about non-human embodiments on other planets where rudimentary lessons are learned. However, Dozens, if not hundreds, of the more recent ones will be about living as a human being and will span centuries, becoming a sampler of cultures, both known and now forgotten, in the mists of time. There are four general reasons why people want to know about their past lives, beyond just wanting to know if they have any. One is infotainment. It's understandably fun to know if you were royalty, famous, influential, or important in a past life. Who doesn't want to know they've been a king or a queen at some point, have discovered something which has improved civilization, or find out a persistent but odd hobby in this life stems from a career or experience in a previous one? Some things to keep in mind with this. There are way more people on the planet right now than existed at the time of Christ, and while he was a public figure for a number of years, he didn't actually socialize a great deal. So, while it's possible you might have seen him or known him in a past life, it's statistically unlikely you would have interacted with him or known him personally. The same can be said for Muhammad, Buddha, or any number of spiritual people. A good way to think of this is to look into how many people actually had any true relationship or even spent large amounts of time with Gandhi. While this is hundreds of people, how many millions today would like to think they're one of those hundreds? Number two, karma. When it comes to karma and past lives, there are two phrases which come to mind. You can never go home again, and you can't run away from yourself because no matter where you go, there you are. People looking to their past lives are often wanting to know what they did before, which is causing the difficulties they're having now. When things are difficult, it can be handy to know what underlying influences might have led us to this predicament. That way we can get a grip on what we can do to resolve things and move forward. Past lives can be part of this equation. The problem is in understanding what part, what the part means, and what to do once we know. If we're repeating an old pattern, then looking at past lives can help us discern what didn't work, which might free us up to try something new. If we have an aversion to something, then seeing what caused the aversion can help us understand it or even heal it. However, seeing a past life where we failed to resolve something, had a traumatic and even deadly experience, or were betrayed can leave us with more questions than answers. Each life is unique, and each experience, while containing universal wisdom, doesn't necessarily translate well into an action plan for the life we're currently in. Number three is lessons. 
things which happened in our past lives can be the inspiration or even foundation for lessons we're currently working on. They can help clarify why we chose this life in all of its complexity and the goals we set for ourselves. They can help explain why we're attracted to a certain person, our need for this type of lifestyle over that, or our disinterest in entire career fields or activities which otherwise would make sense for us. Knowing we've been there, done that, have interacted with another person in previous lives, or have deep connections with a particular area or culture can help us understand deeper levels within ourselves and what our souls wish to achieve through being embodied now. However, past lives are not the sole reason for any given lesson we choose, nor are they the main reason for our connections with things and people. There are just as many, if not more, reasons stemming from this life now than from the past. The strength, depth, or spiritual nature of a connection is not necessarily an indicator there is some past life component to something. Number four, getting off the wheel of samsara. Let's just face it, being embodied is hard. No matter how luxurious or blessed your life is, being in a human body is a lot of effort. Then add to this living in a world where so much is stacked against us, from erupting volcanoes, tornadoes, flooding, toxic waste spills, and all types of ingestibles which might kill us quickly or slowly. Then complicate matters by adding social interactions, the need for direct and deep connection with specific individuals, the requirement of communicating indirectly through vocalizations and visuals, and shake all this together with a sprinkling of traffic and road rage. Life can often seem like a slog through difficulties to get to a destination which is always just out of reach. Buddhism teaches we can be released from the cycle of death and rebirth if we learn all our lessons here. So it's not uncommon for people to ask if this is the last life they have to suffer through or if they've achieved everything so they can be free to move on. Past life records have information about every lesson learned, all the skills achieved, and will show the progress which has or hasn't been made toward the soul's unfolding into its potential. With all that said, there are any number of ways to find out about or gain wisdom from past lives. There are psychics, healers, and readers who can access past life information and communicate it to a client. These people come from nearly every spirituality or religious background, run the gamut of skill levels, and use such a variety of methods, there is pretty much always a practitioner somewhere who can fulfill a person's requirements and preferences. There are also past life regressionists who can help you remember your past lives for yourself. There are even life between lives or LBL regressionists, which can help you access information about who you are and what you do when you're not embodied. You can also learn how to access your past life information yourself via meditation, shamanic journeying, Akashic record reading, and so on. The issue isn't in finding a way to get past life information. The real trick is to understand the information and how to apply it once you have it. One way to do so is through relevance. While various religions and spiritualities explain reincarnation as a series of lessons or steps towards a goal, which makes the process seem like a straight line from here to there, we as souls are complex, tapestried individuals 
interconnected with myriads of other souls and a part of the universe's web of life. This means it's rare for lives to be laid out linearly. While our logical sides would like to think of past lives as a series of classes building upon each other like learning geometry, then algebra, then trigonometry, and now we're on, hopefully, to calculus. However, the reality is far more rich and varied. I tend to think of the process more as weaving a Navajo or Afghan rug, where the weaver picks up a colored strand and weaves it into a portion of the rug, then sets it down to pick up another, which may only be used for two stitches, then another strand can be woven in somewhere else. This creates a pattern which includes many figures, layers of color, and patterns which themselves form even bigger overall patterns. What this means is past lives, no matter how they're accessed, will rarely present themselves in date order, most recent first, and instead seem to float to the surface based on relevance. Also, just because every life presented seems to end dramatically, violently, or tragically, this doesn't necessarily mean all our past lives have done so. Those with no relevance to your question or this life could all have been peaceful, agrarian, full of love, or been boring, hard, and fairly short, with deaths from natural causes. Just as with scientific studies or political polls, you shouldn't come to conclusions about something based on too small a sample. It's more than likely not representative of the whole. Our souls seem to measure the relevance of a past life in two ways. One, helping us to understand a goal we want to achieve in this life, or two, pointing out something which will support us in removing a block or obstacle which is causing us distress. To this end, past lives will often be sorted so lives which are similar to what we're living now are the ones presented. This doesn't mean they've caused us to need to live this life, contain karmic events which we are paying off, nor are they some loose end which needs tying up. These lives are presented to help us remember the previous steps we've taken in order to achieve our level of soul development in a certain area, and focus our efforts more clearly on how to move forward with this next step we're undertaking. This can pertain to areas of our life such as careers, relationships, lifestyles, spiritual practices, or pretty much any aspect of being alive which is important to us. They can also bring up a slideshow of lives in which we have struggled with or deeply connected to another soul. We can see flash after flash of how we've successfully, or not, been able to work with this person. Reviewing this information can allow us to lean into a relationship, cut the unhealthy ties, understand the underlying energy of a situation, or come to trust our internal knowing, which may be in contradiction to the observable facts. Past lives can also help us understand we aren't unlucky or being punished if our lives are particularly difficult, but instead living a life where our soul chose to work on a difficult issue in order to finally and fully incorporate the wisdom so we can move on. Another means for understanding past life information is revelation. There's a common conception of reincarnation as a process somewhat like drowning. We're immersed in water, i.e. born, struggle for our very survival, embodied life, finally get to the surface and grab a lung full of air, die and return to the Akashics, 
just as the water currents pull us under again, i.e. being born. We therefore are supposedly floundering from one life to the next with major themes unfinished, loose ends untied, and a sense of being bewildered by it all while being lashed about by unseen forces were meant somehow to overcome eventually. Fortunately, this isn't the case. Between each incarnation, we return home to the Akashics for a time and review the entirety of the life we've just lived. In this life review, we not only reintegrate the experiences with our higher self, therefore putting all this into context with the other's lives we have lived and everything else we are, but we also add in the experiences of everyone beyond us who we touched or influenced, as well as coming to understand the bigger picture of what the life was about for all humanity and the universe. We have time before the next life to meet with the souls we interacted with and wrap things up come to conclusions, make amends if any are necessary, and in general come to a place of love and harmony with what we did, who we were, and who we've therefore become. From this place, we're able to engage in building the next life for ourselves if we're interested in having another one. All of this means that, in general, past life recollections don't often provide revelations. Our soul already knows who we are and what we've done previously. These things might be revelatory or even revolutionary to others, but rarely are they to the person who is re-experiencing them. However, revelations do occur, often in the most unexpected ways. If we manage to achieve all our soul has expected from a given lifetime before the life is done, and we're willing and able to unfold more of ourselves, we can access past lives which hold teachings and wisdom we didn't plan on using and therefore didn't build into the life. These can reveal new skills, paths for exploration, service, healing, or teaching, or even aspects of self we never knew existed. Another way revelations occur is when we ask pointed or specific questions, not of why we are a certain way, or why a specific thing or problem exists, but if the situation was different in previous lives. Therefore, revelations can unfold. For example, if we ask about why we're living monastically now instead of with a partner the way we want, past lives will sort through to find the relevant lives where we lived monastically and show us a sample if there are more than one or two. However, If we ask about relationships we've had in the past, in general, or ones where we've lived with partners before, we may be stunned by the wealth of experience and choices we've made previously. Finding out you've been polyamorous more than once, you've struggled with being powerful and therefore never trusted a partner fully, or been a priest or priestess where your partner was mandated by the religious posting of the moment rather than personal preference, can create a deeper resonance for your choices and impulses now. Of course, there's also the careful-what-you-wish-for revelations, where you run across lives in which you were a not-nice or even really awful person. Remember, someone had to be judges at witch trials, members of the Inquisition, invaders who slaughtered the natives, and so on. Those, too, are lessons which need to be learned, through experience. No matter how or why you access past life information, 
The process can be rewarding as long as we put things in context. Don't try to distill a past life to one fortune cookie-sized meaning or Facebook meme. Recognize the relevance of past lives can change based on the moment we're in as well as what we're asking. And remember, revelations are less common than we would want. What wisdom are you interested in recovering? And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be delving into how each of us has an Akashic symbol, how we can discover what it is, and decide how to use it in this life. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to show it some love on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.